Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erios production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill Hitler? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? Welcome to The The Big Big Ones. Each week, oh, I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And this is The Big Ones. Each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be complicated to discuss, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Maria Blasexy. That's, That's right. right. It's a mailbag episode. And that means it's just me and Amanda riding through to the stars. Hong Kong postman's here. Come on in. Water's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the tale of the sexy postman. Uh-oh. Every day the postman would honk his horn and mo- mother would allow him into the pool. <laughs> He'd drive right in. All the letters would get soaked, but they didn't care. He, no need to lick those stamps. (laughs) What bills? (laughs) So, uh, and if you guys like that, then you can uh, join our Patreon where you can get full episodes, uh, extra episodes where we talk about the Postman Chronicles. (laughs) So Amanda, we have some messages. We have Woo-hoo. first of all, we have a we have a voicemail. Oh my god! And we can get to that later. Maybe that will be our grand finale. Okay. Now, also, we got this message on Patreon, but I want to bring it up here because I, I'm itching to get the answer to this. Ooh. Okay. Um, this came in from a listener on Patreon, and um, this is what they this is what they said. I just listened to the leaving on a jet plane episode. Now, pause. I think that's with Caperland. I see. That was the episode where you get an invitation to board a a spaceship going to (laughs) outer space because the world is about to end. And mm-hmm. it's you and like a bunch of luminaries. It's like Oprah, Bill Gates, um, Amanda Gorman. <laughs> Who's that? She's that little poet. Is she the poet laureate who? Uh, oh, it was oh, a vi- oh. went viral after Biden's inauguration. Talented young woman. But anyway, you're almost positive you were sent the invitation by mistake. So the, basically, the dilemma was: Would you tell them? 
that you're not meant to be on this expedition. And then you just go back to die with all your friends and family. Okay, well, I'm going to continue on now. And I'm going to let you know that this isn't all sunshine and roses. Oh, no. Okay. I just listened to the Leaving on a Jet Plane episode and was surprised by what I heard. Oh. In particular, Amanda <gasps> admitting about stealing from Subway Sandwich. Oh. Those are usually franchises, so you are impacting actual mom and pop businesses. I know you wouldn't do that if you realize that, since I know you both to be moral people after listening to several episodes in quarantine after finding you on James Bonding. No biggie, just figured you should know. <laughs> now, I don't remember you talking about stealing Subway sandwiches. What are you talking about? I said, okay, because this was our little big one. Kate was talking, and by the way, Sorry, I'm being called out when Kate is like a serial thief <laughs> stealing high-end products from Sephora. Okay, so that was what she was talking about, how she is essentially a kleptomaniac who steals from yeah, Sephora. Yeah, she steals from larger places. You, you're stealing from mom and pop shops. I'm not! I was stealing from Subway Sandwich. And let me tell you, it was like twice I would grab a bag of chips, a bag of Sun Chips. Okay. okay, and so that's the extent of my theft. And I was a teenager, and I I, I did it more for the rush. And of course, of course, yes, I want the sun chips. But this is the thing, you know, you have the option to get chips, or you get two cookies. Two? This is what's crazy about Subway. You can either get a side of chips, or you can get two of their homemade cookies. Jeez, why wouldn't they just allow you to get chips and one cookie? Well, the, apparently the chips come at a premium because they're name brand while the cookies are made in-house <laughs> or so they say. So, yes, I think twice I I fast handed a cup. Pack of sun chips. <laughs> but you know, this is normal behavior for a teen. They're kind of like testing the boundaries. Do I continue to steal from Subway? No, because I don't go to Subway because what do they put formaldehyde in their bread? Yeah, they put they put they put uh formaldehyde. Yeah, the bread isn't bread. The bread is not bread. This is the thing. And so while I did not realize sub subways were franchised, and by the way, we need to get someone not fact checking that. I <laughs> I had no clue. So thank you. I, I do not, I no longer um, harm or benefit Subway in any way. They just, I, they don't see my face. So I, yes, I've learned from that behavior. I do not, there's nothing I steal now except, what do I steal a now? A couple glances on the train. <laughs> With a stranger. <laughs> I think I'm glad we cleared that up. I had no recollection of you stealing from Subway, but um, yes, absolutely. If it's small businesses or if it's, you know, a mom and pop shop, of course, you don't want to hurt these businesses. But I think, you know, a bag of Sun Chips, I get it. One bag of Sun Chips isn't going to break the bank. But if you do it, who knows who else is going to do it? You know, you could be, you know, 
people could see you do it and go, wow, she's cool. I'm going to do that too. Now, I would like to learn more about what exactly it means when a restaurant, something is franchised, because is that then, are we saying like McDonald's are also franchised? Well, remember the movie The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw? Yeah. Their whole thing was that they owned they owned a franchise of like a Taco Bell. Okay. So I think what you do is like basically you go I want to own a f- I want to own a, f- a Taco Bell in this town and then it's like you manage I don't know. I'm going to look it up. So so now I'm on New York Times who says Subway got too big, franchises paid a price, sabotaged meatballs, the wrong soap, franchisees say supervisors manipulated inspections, then took their Mm -hmm. stores. (laughs) I mean, this is fascinating. And then they're saying it only costs $15,000 to open a Subway. Uh, whoa so franchising is based on a marketing concept which can be adopted by an organization as a strategy for business expansion where implemented a franchisor licenses its know-how procedures intellectual property use of business model brand and rights to sell its branded products and services to its franchisee interesting i see so okay so i googled a list of fast food restaurants that are franchised so mcdonald's subway Pinkberry, Wendy's, Domino's, Pizza Hut, um, Domino's Pizza Hut, Dunkin' Donuts, Taco Bell, KFC, and that's all that this list says. So don't steal from any of these places, which leads, if you if you are going to steal, maybe try, I don't know, a Jack in the Box? Let's see, is that franchise? I don't know that Jack in the Box you can are franchised. So no, now, and, and listen and, to this. Remember how I just brought up the Blind Side? Yeah, it was about this family, the Tuies, the 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 husband and wife who Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw played. They own over eighty five fast food franchises. Eighty five they own. Wow, including Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut, and Long John Silver's. Wow. This is th- thrilling to learn about, honestly. They, so basically, you just go, I want to I own a business, but I want there to already be a business in place. Wow. Fascinating. I, and you know, my um, husband's family franchised, they owned a Conroy's for a while. I didn't know that. And what is a Conroy's? It's a flower shop. You're kidding. Yeah. So his mom and um, his stepdad, they ran a Conroy's and Matt worked there. And how many flowers did you steal from them? <laughs> I wasn't around then. Lucky for them. <laughs> but no, I just want to well, say I think stealing is wrong. I do not steal anymore. I just happened twice. I stole some sun chips and I feel I do feel bad about it. And I had no clue subways were franchised. Amanda, I think I speak for all of our listeners, this, this Jared from Subway and uh, everyone here and this brand and Sunships when I say you are forgiven and that you are a tale of hope and of of um, reformation. Thank you. I mean, the worst thing that I did when I was in high school, careful, was I stole careful. 
I did steal from a, a chocolate-covered strawberry from a Ma and Pa ice cream shop. Okay, so that's that's that that does seem ex- like excessive behavior. This seems like maybe yeah, you were addicted to the rush. And I also one time I had like um, you know those candy sh- shops that had like big barrels of. Of root beer barrels and hard candies one time i went into one of those with a fold an umbrella uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> i was carrying the umbrella like a cane you know it was upside down yeah and just a little bit of candy fell into my umbrella <laughs> <laughs> but then it started raining so you had to put it up and they all fell out <laughs> but this is all when i was an adolescent so it's not of course anything i carry into adulthood we do not steal anything, but we do take the freebies. And that's a big one's promise. Yes. And there's a fine line sometimes between stealing and the freebies. But if the freebies are on your, you know, if the if the freebies present themselves, the, prebie, the freebies go into the pocket. Yes. So that's what I say. That's what I say, too. You always, and you always have to be ready to take the free. You, your pocket should always be empty for the freebies to come in to come into them. You don't want to be caught without a with without empty pockets. That's right. Okay, here here we go. This is um um a follow up to Rebecca's episode, the the episode that Rebecca was on. Oh no, wait, sorry, I apologize. It's not when Rebecca was on. It's when we talked about the movie Rebecca with um Vanessa. There. Okay, okay. Dear Marie and Amanda, I just listened to the Rebecca episode and I thought I would write in and give my opinion about tips and gifts for delivery people. I used to be a FedEx delivery driver and some of my customers were generous and gave little bags of candy or chocolates. I even got a $25 gift card once. This was the best gift I received from a customer. This was only around the holidays and not regular at all. Maybe I'd get two gifts per day around the holidays. Jeez Louise. And that is the most. Usually I found things like bags of candy on the porch and specifically said for our wonderful UPS driver. Thanks. I never grabbed it because I was the FedEx driver. (laughs) I know. What about FedEx? What What does he chop liver? (laughs) i never grabbed it because i was a fedex driver but i often wondered if they meant it for me or one of my coworkers. since probably 70 percent of acquaintances i talked to asked me if i still work for ups or not people get the two confused all the time obviously the mailman or woman would deliver to homes particularly every single day, so it seems more likely they would get Christmas cards or gifts or or tips. However, I truly don't think it's necessary. It's just one of those little extra things. This is also coming from a small town in rural Michigan, so it it might also be a regional thing. Maybe in cities or much wealthier areas, delivery people get better tips. Also, you get used to the arrow in the logo. I never see it anymore. Keep up the good work, ladies. I love the podcast. And this is from Rosie. So Rosie is uh, is a female FedEx driver. A delivery woman. I love a that. A delivery woman. Um, because I did say him earlier, and that was gendered of me, and I apologize. Um, now, this is interesting. So this is off of Vanessa Vanessa's question Bayer. of sh- ba- Bayer's question. Um, I call her Bayer. This is off of Bayer's question. Uh <laughs> Should she tip her mailman for Christmas, right? Yeah. 
yeah. So that's a uh, God. How nice to leave little baggies of candy. That's so nice. So nice. Um, I will say, though, I don't think I've ever seen the same UPS or FedEx person dropping off packages. Maybe if you live in a big city, they have a, a larger team because I, I could not. I really think it's a different person every time. We get the same FedEx driver for the most part that comes here and they always leave a little dog treat for Piggles on top of the box. Are you kidding? It's so cute. So you absolutely have to give them a bag of candy. Yeah, I guess I do. That is oh, so sweet. You know what? Sweet. Craig's going to be making some more of his pancake cookies. Maybe we'll we'll give those to the FedEx driver. Yeah, you definitely should. Remember the person who wrote in asking if they, if they should have handed the cookie to the delivery <laughs> van? No, they did. They did hand it to them oh. and then he took a bite of it or something and they were wondering if they should stop him. No, because they they meant like they were going to put it on a plate for him or something and he <laughs> took it. I don't remember. Oh, he had gloves on. <laughs> but then he took his gloves off. I don't remember. No, I think he ate it with his gloves on and that's what they felt so horrible about. Mm. Okay, so here we go. All right, here we go. You guys, first of all, I love the podcast and I'm so happy you're back, but you missed the obvious answer to this week's little big one, how to let go of your hairdresser cousin without damaging the relationship. She just has to tell her cousin, my friend is starting a new career as a hairdresser and I want to help her out by giving her some business. She can then go to whoever she wants and bonus, she looks like she's a good friend. (laughs) Anyways, love you guys, and I'm so glad for the new season starting. Loyal big one, Ian. Okay, so this is a few weeks ago. We had a listener write in, and in the very awkward situation of how do you get out of a relationship with a hairdresser, and, and theirs was their cousin. But the, So they're saying you should say, I had a friend who just became a hairdresser, and I want to support them. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. The only reason why I'm nervous about that is that they go, oh, my God, where did they go to beauty school? Like, what is their name? Yeah, and then you say Barbizon. You say Barbizon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this was, this is a listener follow-up that was written to us on February 4th, 2020. So this was a year ago. So it's, I feel like I'm time traveling. Whoa. Hello, Marie and Amanda. You may remember me from the infamous Godzilla episode. My name is Bert, and the simple version is that I asked you for advice about telling my fiance that I that a lustful coworker friend of ours came on to me last year. I do remember this. Mm. You two told me that I definitely need to tell my fiance about this and to uninvite the coworker from the wedding. Mm. That was smart of us. Yeah. Well, I followed your advice. <gasps> How scary. And my fiance got so upset with me she postponed our wedding indefinitely what are you kidding stop we have we have, are you serious have, and you're just now, now reading this 
<laughs> we have now been attending Gumpold's counseling for months. <laughs> Maria! Trying to figure out how to mend the broken trust and fix our relationship. I have gotten very exhausted with the process and am trying to manipulate my fiance to break up with me entirely so we can both move on with our lives. The best way I can think of it to do it is by getting so fat that she straight dumps up on me. So the question is, should I eat muffins for the rest no, of my life so I don't have to go to school again? And I, and I, I didn't say the other part where he said they've been attempt, attending couples counseling at a, at a schoolhouse. So then he writes, just kidding. We got married in August and have been living very happy and beautiful life. I did follow your advice. I told my wife about the friend coming on to me. I did change the story to make it seem like it had just happened and not something I'd been struggling with for weeks because I'm a coward. My wife laughed it off and said that she couldn't blame her. And then she slapped my butt and called me a hunk. Oh, that's cute. I changed jobs a couple months ago and we have not seen or interacted with her since. I hope this provide sufficient closure cheers and keep up the good work and then he sent wedding photos <gasps> oh god i got so nervous i know can you see oh aren't they just so cute oh those are beautiful 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 That's so couple. cute she slapped your butt and called you a hunk uh, that is i so knew cute. it see we did give good advice <laughs> That was really smart to make that a muffins question at the beginning. That was really. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking the other day we haven't been um, rainbow trolled in a while. So we got a good one in. We did. Okay, so here's another um, follow up. Um, and this was from 2018. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do these mailbags <laughs> monthly because this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is insane. 2018, Maria, that's four years ago. No, it is not. Yes, it is. Oh. Amanda, no, oh. it is not. <laughs> God. Okay, so this is in response to the, the Brian Chef episode, the artist episode. We were talking about whether an artist should be, um, you know, their work, they should oh should you separate the art from the artist and this is very i believe the word is prescient with this woody allen docuseries Mm -hmm. that is out right now have you watched i watched the first episode it's horrible i don't know if i can go on watching it it's just so it's just so dirty and hard to watch Good morning. I admit I am admittedly only halfway through the episode, but I wanted to send an email on a thought since I'm about to leave work. I am wondering if there is something unique with art that requires commands needs to evaluate the artist that is not found in other areas of life. Mm. Interesting. The contrasting hypothetical that flashed into my mind is if instead of an artist, if there were a chemist who it was discovered had been committing unspeakable acts against children, women, men, etc., for decades. But he also was the person who developed a cure for cancer. Mm. We can even say he developed the compound independently so that he's given sole credit. There is no way that we could stop using the drug that he created. Is the work of an artist so qualitatively different that their entire life's work must be wiped away when people in other fields are not bound by the same rule? Art and science are different, of course, but predation or weaker people is really a separate issue from the 
art or the science in my mind. Love the podcast. Thank you so much, Matthew. Okay, let's unpack this. That's a really smart, interesting thing to bring up. It, Yeah, let's unpack it. Well, this is, there is a lot of stuff that goes on that uh, that's coming to a head in this sort of same area, like uh, colleges who have buildings and schools who are named after maybe a donor and a great scientist, but then you come to find out, oh, they were also like started a club about eugenics. And it's like one thing, okay, so this is what I think about it. If this scientist who was a horrible guy, abused women and children, invented a vaccine, no, of course not. We should not like n- let people die and not use the vaccine, but we also shouldn't name a school after him. Right, but should be, should he be awarded scientist of the year? No. Absolutely not. But he created the cure for cancer. Yeah, but he's he's an abuser. So there's got to be someone else who's had an accomplishment that's not also an abuser. You don't you don't have to like deny we don't have to burn all of Woody Allen's movies but should like what they did with Gone with the Wind should you put some sort of contextual disclaimer at the top of the movies so people can take that into consideration when they're watching it I don't think I I get what you're saying I just wonder first of all he no. When it comes to Woody Allen, and I haven't watched the documentary, I don't know anything about it. But he hasn't been convicted of anything. No, you know but I mean? you watch the doc. It, this is it's like yeah, it's bad news. It's bad news. But also the thing I think just real quick, it's like a vaccine that's going to save lives is one thing. A, a movie, it's like that's a little bit less necessary. I'll just say that. Not that art's not important. <laughs> I think. I I don't know if someone found the cure for cancer and the award is for the 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 mo- what do you call like someone who did the most for science that year. I think you do have to separate the person from the accomplishment because you're not awarding the per like Yes, you are awarding, awarding the person. That's what an award is. Well, then I would just award his mind. His mind is the abusive mind. Well, the that, part of his brain, his sci- his left side of his brain. I think like when it comes, an award is not necessary. So yeah, you shouldn't. Well, no, of course You not. shouldn't like go bury his accomplishments in the desert and like erase history. On the other hand, like you don't need to, this guy should be in jail. But has anyone ever gotten an award in jail? I, I see this is the thing I don't I they probably have but it was probably some sort of like in like a jail award like best cellmate or something <laughs> and best cellmate goes to you know you know what's crazy and I know this is going to sound maybe insensitive but I've been watching that show 60 days in uh have you oh ever seen is it, it the one where You've, someone goes undercover to jail you gotta get into it i know it. what you're gonna it say is, you're gonna say that you would thrive in jail i would i would i know i know the first week in jail would be horrible i understand that after that first week thriving thriving 
This is what Priya and I were saying about you. You are a secret extrovert and it's really upsetting. (laughs) And I do think in that way, like being around people, you'd have an audience. I think you'd like weasel your way in with a bunch of different groups. As the just I'd be very shy. At first I'd be very shy. People would be like, Oh, what's this bitch doing? You know, like they'd think they'd call me like Pris. You know, they'd call me like Prissy Girl or whatever, and that would be, you know, fine. And then I'd start to turn them. It's kind of like when I used to go to camp, um, you know, theater camp. And at first, everyone think I'd be really shy. But by the end, I, you know, I, you know, I was bell of the ball. Uh, It would take me a couple weeks to get there. But, you know, it was the surprise element that I actually came out of my shell. And people would go, wow, we didn't know that was behind your eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, because I just looked glazed over for the first couple weeks. Uh, Talk about getting an award for best cellmate. (laughs) best inmate (laughs) inmate of the year well i have a feeling you'll get a chance to experience that one day (laughs) (laughs) all right i I just have to push you real quick you're gonna give a award to um a scientist who is like abusing children I'm not giving him the child abuse award. I'm giving him... Okay, let's just say what the award is. The award is, it's the science awards. And and the big award of the night is the biggest accomplishment in, in the art of science, or whatever you call it, the field of science in the year 2021. What's the biggest thing that happened in 2021 in this made-up scenario? Johnny, Jojo Johnny got discovered the cure for cancer no one's getting cancer anymore it's done cancer is done that's what we're just saying is jojo johnny gonna get the award for scientific achievement of the year he's in prison because you know of all that stuff he did but did he do the 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 thing that kind of changed science this year or are you gonna give it to donnie don donnie dodo (laughs) (laughs) and also what did donnie dodo do he cured obesity that's pretty good too no yeah okay but i think it would be a little less than that maybe it's like donnie dodo (laughs) donnie dodo you know um came up uh he eradicated webbed feet no that's too lowly i'm not like that's and also webbed feet is is uh, an advantage (laughs) donnie dodo yeah okay eczema like he he came up with a cure for eczema eczema. okay and the award goes to donnie dodo absolutely because why are we giving certain behaviors should disqualify you from ever receiving any award and that's one of the reasons why people don't do certain things is because they want to get awards that's why they don't do certain things if there is no it's Unless there's no disadvantage to being a horrible person, like if you can still get an award and be accepted into normal society and also be a horrible, like do horrible things. So you're saying some people don't do horrible things because they want to get awards? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't I mean, want to yeah, be outcast. Maybe. Yeah. And awards maybe. are one of the main ways we include. I mean, maybe, 
Maybe. I would like people to please uh, write in about this because I have a feeling, Maria, that you're going to be taken to town. I'm not the one who stole Sunships at Subway <laughs> and, and, and threw a mom and pop shop out the window okay well I, i'm not the uh, that behavior shouldn't disqualify me from getting scientist of the year though <laughs> if someone cures cancer and this is a very specific thing because i'm not talking about some i'm just saying if someone does something that's so extraordinary for the human race and is also an absolutely horrible person and there is an award for specifically achievement in science you have to, you, you have to. No, no. For the integrity of the science Absolutely of the not. If someone is in, not just like a jerk, like riding around on a motorcycle, like a loud motorcycle, okay? Like blowing up dust and <laughs> skirts and stuff. Like this person is a abuser of women and children. Absolutely not are they getting an award of any kind. Well, I guess that's the difference between our award shows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All I'm saying is in that scenario, I think you do have to draw a distinction and I'm sure, you know what I do? I'd I'd say it's awarded to the achievement of Johnny Jojo, but I'm not going to give him the award. We're not going to we're we're honoring his achievement, but we're not honoring him. And then everyone's walking out. You've lost you've already lost the attention of the audience. Well, Amanda, jokes on you because we're not doing an in-person award show this this year. It's uh, all Zoom because of <laughs> Corona, so no one's walking out. People are logging off. All right. Okay. Yes, please write in. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thoughts from the latest episode. Hello, I love your show and listen all the time and have some thoughts on your latest episode with Carl Tart. One aspect that would be unappealing about the robot spouse would be a lack of their own life and personal experiences. While I love telling my spouse, mom, best friend about my day, I love hearing about their day just as much. Funny stories, embarrassing moments, etc. I think I would get annoyed with a person living in my home who is only focused on me and doesn't have anything to contribute mm. to the conversation also read the teacher you're all right oh this was about the teacher who who wouldn't wear a mask in class mm. you're all in the right tattle on that fool i would definitely i would feel differently if this was information that the parent had about the teacher's private life so for instance if the parent had info that the teacher was out at a party without a mask it would still be pretty infuriating but i don't think they could act on it however if their school is requiring teachers to wear a mask which it sounds like they do then she needs to be following the expectation especially when she needs to model expected behavior for these little kindergartners one final thank you based on maria's story from a previous episode i decided to search my state's government site for lost money 
and I found that my husband had over a thousand dollars in unclaimed property. Whoa. Thank you, Maria. Yes, you should get ten percent. I know, I know, but uh, she does say I'm a Patreon member for big ones, so that's basically my fee. And my love of this pod has led me to become fans of The Alarmist. Uh-huh. I had the haunted planner. What does that oh, mean? Oh, that was her idea. So that was um, who's to blame for 2020. And we had our listeners write in with who they wanted to put on our board, our blame board. And uh, oh. this listener wrote in saying they had bought a planner in anticipation of having 2020 be the best year ever. And they thought that it <laughs> it jinxed it. <laughs> Well, and web crawlers. And she listens to web crawlers, too. Thank you f- for your consistently awesome content, Nora. That's so nice. Thank you, Nora. And I agree about the spouse. It, and, and maybe that was something like an oversight on our part, because we said that I think whenever we leave, the spouse kind of like goes dark. But maybe we should let them yes. go out in the world so that they can come back with a fun story. Like, you'll never believe who I ran into. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm going to go time travel again, and this is from 2017. That is four years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> hope this works out. Hey, big ones. I have a small one I was hoping you could help me with. Last week, I was having an informal meeting with my supervisor, who I have a great relationship with, and during this meeting, she got a phone call. In the phone call, she used the term a scapegoat instead of the correct term scapegoat. <gasps> And immediate, my immediate in- instinct was to correct her use of the term after the phone call to save her any future embarrassment. However, on second thought, I figured I was being too pedantic and she might take offense. In the end, I said nothing, but I'm left wondering what to do when that happens again. I don't want to come off as disrespectful by correcting someone or something as small as this, but at the same time, if I were saying something incorrectly, I would hope someone would correct me. Any advice? Thanks, Richard, P.S. I love the show. Love you guys. A scapegoat. That's so funny. I mean, I'm just like the king of doing the saying the wrong thing. I mean, it is hard because would I want someone to tell me if I was saying the wrong thing? Yeah. But also, I know that people get angry when I correct them. So would you want I've learned to keep my mouth shut for the most so, part unless it's like a fun conversation but if someone's like talking to me and they're saying the wrong word and like they mean business i won't correct them so who gets mad at you when you correct them no one gets mad but I, it's just like if like I, it's not about getting mad it's just i can feel an energy mm. where i would go like if i were to correct this person right now um th- then that may not be the best thing i i totally get it i think if you're, it's not appropriate if you're in like a business meeting. I don't think so. I think it's like if it's your friend and you can kind of like make a joke out of it yeah. or a, even a partner, but that can get a little dicey. I think, um, like I'll use the wrong sayings a lot, and Matt always goes, "Wait, what did you just say?" And I go, mm-hmm. and then I had to repeat it, and then he laughs, and I go, "Don't make fun." And then he goes, "I, I it's my favorite thing. I'm not making fun of you. I love it so much." <laughs> but now i've learned enough that i say all the things i used to say wrong i've now fixed so but i think in general i'm i don't like being corrected and i don't i try not to correct people yeah yeah unless you unless it's a fun thing and everyone's laughing 
um um you gotta wait you gotta kind of feel out the situation but yeah a boss or you know no you let it you let it go you let it especially when they were on a phone call and they weren't even talking to you exactly you shouldn't have been listening now one time i think um you can correct a child because one time this is years ago (laughs) i used to always say anyways blah 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 and my dad goes it's anyway yes and he said it really sternly and so now i always remember to say anyway anyway what's there's another one like that that's like um um I forget what well, it there's is. There's like chomping at the bit. I used to say biting at the chomp. And that's funny. See, if you say that, that's going to make me laugh. And you have said that on this show. <laughs> and it's funny. There's other <laughs> ones like that, too, that I just like had wrong. Uh, I can't remember what they are now, but I, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I've said them all in the big ones. Everyone's, you know, everyone's got their things. All right. We'll do one more. Um... Uh, email and then we'll get to the voicemail oh, right right okay? okay great okay marie and amanda i rated five rated five stars reviewed and kicked in on patreon apologies for taking so long you mentioned something on the would you rather episode on monday april 20th about having the power to tell the history of any object by touching it amanda said that she would use that to be a detective write that show that's in all caps <laughs> that could be a series or a film yes i enjoy your ghost girls series very much what about something in that vein both your but you're both cops one with a particular magical ability that would help solve crimes come on ladies get going on that while you're stuck in the house thanks in advance john (laughs) <laughs> you Thanks you write it, John. Why don't you write it and you cast us in it? Write that show. I like to imagine John listening to the episode and just dropping everything. He saw dollar going, signs. Uh, well, John, I think you're right. It does sound like a great show. It's an amazing show. I can already see it's called like um, <laughs> the, touch. The, touch. It's the Touch. And it's Amanda with her. She puts on a. It's like she puts on a blindfold when it's time to like go around the crime scene, and then you just see her arms outstretched, touching things, and flashes come into her brain. Oh, and you're my. Um, you are my skeptical partner. Yeah. Um, on the job, and then, but you're a groper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the funny thing is, you've got some trauma in your past where you can't touch a person. I can only touch objects because if I touch a person, yes. I see all their history. Yes. Oh, that's good. So I have to always wear like a turtleneck and long sleeves and gloves. Wait, isn't that a sh- isn't that a movie where someone has to wear gloves because of their gift? What is that? Yes, movie? that you is guys, a movie. You have to tell me that is a movie. A woman has to wear gloves because of her gift. What is that? Okay, it's Frozen, bitch. Oh my god. I was thinking it was like some drama. I was like this live action drama with a woman with white gloves and that's Frozen. 
<laughs> a woman with magical powers. Well, that's how we pitch this. It's frozen meets the um, medium. <laughs> um, let's do one more email because these are, you know, why not? Okay. Uh, this is about the complete woman. Oh, Hi, oh. my man and Maria. First of all, the complete woman is my favorite fiction podcast oh. of all time. Oh, wow. It was the very first podcast I listened to. Oh, my Whoa, God. That's, and I was immediately obsessed. Wow, that's quite that's an intro time. to podcasts. <laughs> really, nothing <laughs> the else big like ones it. Is, <laughs> the big ones is fantastic, too. I just found it a week ago, and this is from January 2020. Um, and now it's in my top five must-listens. And luckily, there are so many episodes for me to catch up on. Here's the issue. Uh-oh. The Stitcher app is so ridiculous, it doesn't let users rate review podcasts. Oh. You can only leave reviews via the des- desktop website. I don't have a computer, so you see I am not able to post a review as you demand of me. So here is my review. Okay, so this is nice. They wrote the review here. Amanda and Maria are brilliant, gorgeous, hilarious queens. And then there's a crown emoji. The Big Ones is thought-provoking, funny, charming, and entertaining. You are feeling very sleepy. As you listen to my voice, you feel your eyes closing. As you go into a deep, deep trance, you will subscribe to the Big Ones Patreon. You will give Marie and Amanda $10 a month. You will leave a five-star review. You will wake up feeling refreshed and happy. Now. So, yeah. Great five. Great podcast five stars. That is so nice. Isn't, isn't that crazy that they just like did or ask for us? That's amazing. And you know what? I just had an idea. If you haven't rated and reviewed the show because you don't know what to write, uh, you can email us and we'll send you that review and you can post it for this listener on Apple. Oh, that's so great. Well, there you go, ladies. Just re- read my review as you normally would on the podcast, and all your listeners will be hypnotized to do your bidding. Genius. Lots of love from Ireland, Valerie. P.S. I'm just kidding about the hypnosis. That won't actually affect people. We'll see, I guess. Well, let's get... I'm going to now put... We got a voicemail, so let's see what is going on here hold on feels good to empty that mailbag oh we've got so many more really we should do another one of these episodes yeah hey this message is for the big ones hi ladies and guests um i just had a situation lately and i'm hoping i made the right call but i still wanted to get your input on it um i have a or I guess kind of had a friend who was also an ex. Um, We had a lot of like bad times in our past, but we kind of always reconnected and eventually it definitely became pretty platonic except for the one time where she sort of made a move on me. And then afterwards we were like, yeah, that was not a good idea. I was glad that we didn't take it too far. Anyways, I'm rambling, but all of that to say that we finally were like completely platonic friends again. Uh, it was established that there was no uh, romantic connection at all. Anyway, so she 
started hanging out with this guy that we both used to know 10 years ago or longer uh, who is religious. And neither her nor I are religious anymore. Um, in fact, probably like the opposite. We're like kind of even as dick now. <laughs> Especially like when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, compared to what, how we grew up, we were both very Christian and we had uh, very like limited sex lives slash almost sex. Now we both are active, have active sex lives. But this guy that she's been interested in is a virgin and has been for 30 plus years. So I talked to her and was just kind of like, hey, man, I know we're not Christians and stuff, but like you dating this guy doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, you are, there's nothing wrong with it, but you're a very active and sexual human being. And this guy's been waiting 30 plus years for marriage to have sex. Like, don't you just think this is like a dangerous situation to enter into for both of you? And I don't know, I guess it just eventually made me so uncomfortable that I, it seemed like she was ignoring everything I was saying, even though I felt like it was legitimate concerns. And eventually I just couldn't deal with the drama that she was kind of bringing to my life. So I decided to just tell her, like, I care about you, but I just can't handle this level of drama right now. Um, And I've been happier ever since. I do miss certain aspects of our friendship, and at times I feel like a bad friend, but I just couldn't support that relationship, and it made me really uncomfortable that she was willing to enter into that with him. I know that he's an adult, too, but it just, I don't know, it just felt really weird to me. So I guess it all boils down to this incredibly long story. Oh my God. He never even got to ask his question. I think what his question would be would be, was I right to call out my friend or, you know, and should I maybe reconnect with her um, and put that behind me? Well, that was um, a roller coaster. Yeah, it was. And wow, it's nice to get voicemails, you yeah, guys. Thank you for that. Um, and you can call us at Six two six six two six six so four six two six two six two. So what what are your impressions of our listeners' dilemma? Okay, I have a couple thoughts. The, these are the things that flash through my mind. One, at the end of the day, it's none of your business what your friend does. Right? It's her life, and she can do what she wants. But that being said. If it is affecting you and the drama of that relationship is affecting your life and you have to remove yourself from that because of the drama she's bringing into your life, then that's totally fair too. Mm-hmm. It would seem if if she was doing, if she was dating this guy and and you were just, and she was totally normal around you and it wasn't creeping into your bubble, you yeah. know, into your into your life, I'd be like, I'd be like, you know what? You need to let her do her. It's not affecting you. But it seems like it. she was creating, she was bringing the drama to him. I, am I wrong in no, that? No, my impression was that maybe this friendship was like a little bit, I don't know, like codependent or something where there just weren't yeah. clear boundaries. And so that's yeah. why um, 
when she starts dating this guy, you felt comfortable going to her and saying like, judging her and sort of giving your opinion, which unless she asked for it, I actually think, you know, is not really like, probably the most like mature way to interact with a friend. Because as we all know, like, unless someone's begging for your opinion on who they're dating, it can only backfire. That's what I think. And unless right. it's actually dangerous. But if it's just like, you're like, what are you doing with this guy? It's not really fair to him. It's really none of your business. But I know sometimes with friendships, you're so close to that person that you feel like it is your business. And if she's bringing it to you, then you would feel like, oh, I need to say something. But that being said, well, that's the hard. Part. Yeah. And that being said, but now that you've kind of put up a boundary and said, like, I don't really want to do this with you anymore. And you say you feel happier. I think like that's lesson learned, like, like good riddance, you know, if maybe at some point you guys will reconnect and have a healthier relationship. But it sounds like you just needed a break. And I think that yeah. friendships shouldn't stress you out in that way. Right. And, you know, you can't control what other people do with their lives. You know, it's sometimes you see people making, that's the hard thing. It's like, is your friend and you're going, why are you making these choices? Because you know the person really well. You understand what they're capable of and all that. And it is hard to just step back and like let your friend make the choices they're making. Yeah. Because they may be the wrong choices. You may see 10 steps ahead of them and they're only able to see like right in front of them but you have to allow them to kind of like play it out but I think it was the right thing to do to create distance because if she was coming to you with the drama of their relationship and you didn't that was burdening you that wasn't right of her to do either Mm -hmm. to put that on you that's true so I think that's smart that you know you got away from that and and yeah, if the relationship doesn't work out, then yeah, maybe then you can come back into each other's lives. But I think at the moment, I think that's, you know, you're it's good to take some time. Yeah, because some people, it's just not the right place, not the right time. Like you just need a little space to kind of work on your own self and your own personal growth. And you don't need to be worrying about controlling or advising someone else. Because that's yeah. not really what, like, friends, of course, we lean on each other and we ask for advice. But if it's causing you, your friends' issues are causing you, like, true anxiety, um, then yeah. that's not good, I don't think. No, it's not. It's not. So enjoy this. Enjoy your freedom. Come on. <laughs> Go dancing. Oh, if only. Well, guys, this has been such a successful mailbag episode. I think it's maybe one of our best mailbags ever. Of course, you guys know the drill. You can email us at thebigonespodcast at gmail.com. Your big, big ones, your little big ones, if you just want to say hi and, you know, reprimand Amanda for stealing the sun. I am sorry about that. Um, Amanda, you don't have to apologize. Subway's the one that should be apologizing. Well, I, I do think they, the chips are just sitting out there. It's basically. Exactly. Hey, if you don't, you, you know, if you don't want sticky fingers to take to, to, you know, don't don't leave out the bait. You know what I mean? They're just asking for That's it. It's true. Those should be behind a counter. Those should be behind a glass locked case. That's why they do it at CVS. That's why they put the razors behind the glass is because they know people are going to just come by and take That's them. So true. Sub, you know. 
you can you can tweet us at the big ones pod on twitter and please join our patreon for as little as three dollars a month you can get two bonus episodes and don't worry i know what you guys are thinking it's february 23rd where are those patreon episodes well jokes on you guys they're coming at you so soon it's it's gonna be a one-two punch yeah and um yeah we'll see you guys next week until then keep on living your dream and your truth Mm. (laughs) and thanks for listening to the The big Big Powered by ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.